You are about to listen to the word by Pastor Olabisi, brought to you by Freedom House International Ministries. Be blessed as you listen. Thank you, O Lord, for everything that you have made possible by the holy blood of the Lamb, which was shed on the cross of Calvary. To you, O Lord, my God, be all the glory and all the honor. Jesus' mighty name I have worshipped. Amen and Amen. Praise the Lord, somebody out there, and welcome to this episode of Inspiration Time with Pastor Olabisi. To God be all the glory, and to Him always be all the power and all the honor. I pray that as you listen today that your spirit will be uplifted and that you will be inspired to continue to do the will of the Father, the Son and the Holy Spirit, and that by His grace you will stand the test of time to the very end, to the glory of the living God. In Jesus' name, Amen and Amen. Today, the title of my message is Victorious in Worship. One thing that we all do when we go to a place called church is engage in what we call worship. You know, the the choir is blasting away, the drum is blasting, and of course, uh, there's a lot of dancing and singing going on, and everybody is, uh, as far as we're concerned, in the mood of worship. But the question is, are they worshipping in spirit and in truth? Because if you're not worshipping in spirit and in truth, then your worship is an act of the flesh. And if one thing that I have to make very clear from the very beginning is that worship is not entertainment. You know, we're not gathered engaging in acts of entertainment to um, glorify ourselves or for the edification of our flesh. It is obviously easy to to come out and say, hey, I want to worship God. I want to just go and uh, dance and, uh, you know, invite my friends and family and I want everybody to come and celebrate with me. When it looks as if you uh, want something from God and he has given it to you. But the question is, how do you worship God? When it looks as if, no matter what you do, nothing seems to be working. How do you worship God when your situation is looking as if it is at a dead end? How do you worship God when you are moody and emotional? When you're not even able to to, to begin to appreciate and articulate the kind of emotions that you are having? How do you worship God in the midst of your trials? How do you worship God in the midst of the storm? How do you worship God in the midst of your challenges? How do you worship God in the midst of the situation that you are going through, which obviously, as far as you're concerned, is not something that you are having a wonderful time going through? How do you worship God in the midst of all the things that is happening to you as a human being, which you find oppressing, depressing, suppressing, compressing? How do you rise above all of those things 
and begin to worship God. I'm going to take um, my Bible passage today from Gospel of John chapter 4 from verse 22. And it reads from verse 22, it says, Ye worship, ye know not what. We know what we worship, for salvation is of the Jews. Verse 23 says, But the hour cometh, and now is when the true worshippers shall worship the Father in spirit and in truth. For the Father seeketh such to worship him. And verse 24 says, God is a spirit, and they that worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. Now the Bible is telling us here that God is a spirit, and they that worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. We worship God in spirit and in truth. And a spirit and truth worship is a worship which is done in reverence of the sovereignty of God. And when you worship God in reverence of his sovereignty, you do that irrespective of your situation, irrespective of your circumstances. The worship that we worship God in spirit and in truth is a worship that the spirit as a living being engages in. So that worship is not a worship that is circumstances based. It is simply you fulfilling your purpose as a created towards your creator. God is sovereign and we worship him and reverence his sovereignty irrespective of where we find ourselves, irrespective of what we call our situations, we continue to reverence and to worship him because he is God. We don't worship God because of what he can give us now. We worship him because he's our maker, because he's our God, because he's our creator, because he is sovereign, because he is who he is. He is the I am that I am. He is the King of glory. He is the everlasting God. He is the omnipotent, the omniscient, the omnificient, the omniscience God. He is the same today, yesterday, and forever. He is who he is because of who he is. He is self-existing. He is the creator, uncreated God. He is holy in his character. He is mighty in his might. He is wonderful in his counsel. He's divine in his way. He is self-existing. He is the one who is able to do all things. He is able to make a way where there seems to be no way. He is the all-seeing, all-knowing, and all-able God. He is majestic in his nature. He is excellent in his will. He is powerful in his nature. He is holy in his ways. And all that he is, is excellent his perfect. Excellent is his name. Excellent is his will. Excellent is his might. Excellent is his strength. Excellent is his goodness. Excellent is his judgment. He is a just God. And there is no flaw. There are no mistakes with him. All that he is, is pure, holy, and perfect. 
He is sovereign. And we reverence him in his sovereignty to his glory and to his honor because of who he is. The only way we can do that is in the spirit. And the only way we can worship God is in, in the spirit and in spirit and in truth is if we are in God and God is in us. Worship is a sacrifice that we offer God. And you cannot offer God a living sacrifice and a holy sacrifice when you're separated from God. Because God knows what he wants. You cannot give God what he does not want because it will be rejected. And when it comes to worship, the only way we can truly worship God in spirit and in truth is in Christ. Because one of the major things that Christ came to do for us by the fulfillment of the law, which he fulfilled on the cross of Calvary and the atonement sacrifice that he was for the remission and redemption of our sins is to restore us back to worship. And when it comes to worship, it's not a ritualistic, robotic, synchronized event where we all face one direction and everybody is repeating the same thing and everyone is doing the same thing and everyone is into the same thing. No, worship is a spontaneous act of holiness and righteousness led by the power of the Holy Spirit for the reverencing of his self-existing infinite being to the glory of of his name as our maker. So when it comes to reverencing and worshiping God, you cannot worship God outside of God. It can only be possible for you to worship God in God and your worship will only be accepted by God if you are in his body of righteousness. Because if your worship is of sin and unrighteousness, then it will basically be rejected. So when it comes to worshiping, we worship God in spirit and in truth in only in Christ. Because only the living can worship God. The dead cannot worship God in spirit and in truth. And God does not live in a building built by man. God made man to be his worshiper and God made man to indwell in man so that he as life in us will give us the power of praise and the power of worship. Worship is an expression of a spiritual power. It is also a, a demarcation line between the dead and the living. Those that are dead, they worship in the flesh. What they call worship is basically a drug, an addicted drug that they take, that they, they, they do, and that drug knocks them out, puts them in a state of unconsciousness. Because you can't worship God in a robotic, synchronized way and be of a conscious being. So worship is a communication with God. And that communication that we communicate with God, it is not our flesh that is doing the communication. It is our spirit. And when it comes to the worship that we worship God in spirit and in truth, it is also an expression of our victory. Because those that are in Christ, they are victorious. You know, the one thing that the devil wants is to be worshipped also. And those that worship the devil, they worship the devil unconsciously. They worship the devil in the flesh. They don't know that it is the devil that they are worshipping. And they worship the devil without the knowledge of the fact that they are not worshipping God. Because they believe that it is God that they are worshipping. Anything that is done in the flesh is not of God. 
Because God is not flesh and blood. God is a spirit. So everything that we do, we do it in the spirit, as a living spirit to the glory of the almighty God. And as a believer of Christ, the only way you can worship God in spirit and in, in truth is if you are not living in sin. You know, if you are living in sin, yes, you can call all the people to come and help you shout hallelujah and so on and so forth. But what you are doing is entertainment. It is not for the glory of God. When you are worshiping God in spirit and in truth, you don't have to wait for anything that you call desirable to be done. You worship God every day. You give him the glory every day. You exalt him every day. You thank him for everything in every season, in every situation, in every circumstances. God is still God. It doesn't matter what you're going through. It doesn't matter your situation. It doesn't matter your circumstances. God is still God. And being a worshiper is really what this is really all about. Because at the end of the day, in the kingdom of God, there are no front row seats for bishops and for apostles and for this and that. We're all worshipers. The angels are worshippers. Man is created to be a worshiper. So in heaven, all we will do for eternity to eternity is to worship God in spirit and in truth. And this will only happen when we are born again, when we are born of the Spirit. When we are born of the Spirit of truth, which is the Spirit of Christ Jesus. The Lord Jesus in the Gospel of John chapter 14 verse 6, he says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one cometh to the Father except through me. You cannot reconcile to the Spirit of God outside of Jesus. And you cannot worship God in spirit and in truth outside of the Spirit of the Father. Because when you worship the Father, you do so in His presence. So basically, anyone who is outside of Christ is not a worshipper of God in spirit and in truth. The body of reconciliation is Jesus Christ. Like it, hate it, believe it, disbelieve it, lump it, whatever it is that you think is not a matter of your opinion. The truth is not subjective. The truth is divine. And that truth revealed by which we can reconcile to the Spirit of God and worship Him in spirit and in truth, remains Jesus Christ. It is only when we reconcile to the Spirit of the Father, our God and Maker, that we can worship Him in spirit and in truth. And that is because when we reconcile to the Spirit of God, we die as flesh. So the flesh is no longer a barrier to us being in the presence of God. The flesh is sinful. The flesh is wicked. The flesh is evil. The flesh is ungodly, unrighteous. The flesh is promiscuous. The flesh is devilish, evil. So the only thing the flesh wants to do is vainglory. And the nature of the flesh is basically the nature of the devil. The devil is arrogant. The devil only wants to glorify himself. And that's not what worship is about. Worship is not about self-glorification. 
Worship is not about self-edification. Worship is not about, you know, making people to reverence you and to hail you. Worship is all for the glory of God. The spirit of worship, the power of worship is for the glory of God. When you look at the character of Satan and the fact that all he wants is to compete with his own maker, you will know that that indeed is insanity. In the book of Isaiah chapter 14 from verse 12, it says, How art thou fallen from heaven, O Lucifer, son of the morning? How art thou cut down to the ground which this weaken the nations? For thou hast said in thy heart, I will ascend into heaven. I will exalt my throne above the stars of God. I will sit also upon the mount of the congregation in the sides of the north. I will ascend above the heights of the clouds. I will be like the most high. That's just verse 14 that I have just read. Isaiah chapter 14 from verse 12 to 14. Satan desires to ascend above the heights of the clouds and be like the most high. That's not possible. The most high is holy. The most high is righteous. The most high is good. The Most High is self-existing. The Most High is creator uncreated. The Most High is infinite. The Most High is infallible. The Most High is excellent. The Most High is who He is because of who He is. And today in the world, unfortunately, Satan has deceived many for them to believe that He is the Most High. Many are worshipping Satan unconsciously. Many are worshipping the devil, but they do not know that it's the devil that they are worshipping because Satan is a, a, a disguised uh, uh, fallen angels who deceive people to believe that he is God. And the secret, the giveaway there is that those that worship the devil, they are totally unconscious to the truth. And that truth is Jesus. Until you come to Jesus, you will continue to live as flesh. And the only thing that the flesh does to the spirit is destroy the spirit. The flesh has to die for the spirit to live because the flesh is the gateway of sin. And that is where Satan thrives through. When we are dead to the flesh, then we are in a state of consciousness where we will worship God irrespective of our situation and circumstances. The devil who wants to be worshipped, he has what I will call worship for exchange of the things that you want. You know, people who worship the devil consciously in the flesh, because there are those who worship the devil consciously in the flesh. But they are unconscious in their spirit because they are dead spiritually. Those who worship the devil unconsciously as human beings and unconsciously as spirit beings, they are the majority in number. There are only a few who worship the devil consciously as flesh, even though they are unconscious as spirit beings because they can't even begin to appreciate the consequences of their actions that it is eternal damnation. They do so because of what the devil offers them, which is nothing but 
things that perishes, the so-called riches of this world. And the devil cannot understand a believer who will stand and worship God in spirit and in truth, irrespective of the challenges and situations that you're going through. And that is because you are not worshiping God in the flesh and you're not worshiping God because he will give you this, he will give you that. No, you're worshiping God because he made you, because he's God, because he's the creator, because he's who he is, infinite, sovereign. He exists in his self-existence to be worshiped and he created you to be a worshiper. You see, a true worshiper of God is a dangerous person to the kingdom of darkness. The kingdom of darkness hates a true worshiper because when you are worshiping God in spirit and in truth, you're releasing fire into the atmosphere. You're reverencing God. You're glorifying God. You're exalting God. You're expressing his might. You're expressing his power. You are fulfilling your destiny and your purpose, the essence why he created you to be a true worshiper, not an entertainer. And a true worshiper would be tried. A true worshiper would be tested in all areas because when you are worshiping God, you are a true worshiper of God. You're always going to be in his presence. You're always going to be in his innermost sanctuary because, you know, God does not send angels and say, hey, this person is worshiping me. Go and collect that worship, uh, Michael, for me. God inhabits his place of worship. And God is always present where he is being worshipped because God loves his worship. And those that worship him, they are always in his presence. And the power of worship, the power of praise, it is only God that can give us that power. And when God gives you that power, when he gives you the, the garment of praise, Satan is in trouble because the one thing the devil wants you to spend your time doing is to worry, not worship, is to be moody, is to, you know, continue to whinge and not worship, is to complain, is to carry on about this and that. And when your spirit man is able to rise above the emotions of the flesh and give God the praise, worship him for who he is, the devil has nothing to use against you. The devil, of course, knows about the power of praise and worship. He was a worshiper. The devil was an archangel. He was also a cherub. A cherub in heaven is like a, a, a worship leader. And then the archangels, you are talking a high rank angel. These are angels who are like the generous of God's kingdom. And Satan had these two titles. And he was always in the presence of God right there in the front. He had beauty because when he worshipped God, inundated him with power. Of course, this power went into his head. And all he wanted was to overthrow his very own maker. And of course, we know that that is madness because you cannot win against your own maker. And Satan, as expected, lost the battle. And he was banished from heaven to the earth. And he obviously wanted to continue with his ambition to be worshipped. And that's exactly 
what we see in the ages of time. Satan has set up his own systems of worship, which are all in the flesh. And this system of worship has entered the church. You know, today, one of the areas that is so, so, so bastardized and so polluted is the area of worship. The choirs are sleeping with each other. The choir master is doing all sorts of things. So when you are now there and they are saying that they are leading worship, they are releasing pollution into the atmosphere. There is a stench of sin and of ungodliness and of unrighteousness that is in the air. There is pollution in the air. And now you go and you think, ah, I have worshipped God. But what you've done is you've worshipped God in the flesh. And God did not receive that worship because the whole atmosphere stank. And if you do not have a living spirit, you cannot discern. So you will, will get into the frenzy of entertainment and you will call that worship. And then in the midst of your trials and your challenges, what are you looking for? You're looking for a quick fix. You're looking for answers outside of the will of God for you because you're not a true worshiper. A true worshiper is given the power by God to overcome through worship. You know, we see the story of Job. Irrespective of his challenges, the Bible says, and Job worshiped God. That worship is not of the flesh, that of the spirit. The news, the bad news was coming left, right, and center. And Job worshiped. When you are able to worship in the midst of your trials and challenges, then you are worshiping in the spirit. Then you are worshiping in truth. And worship is not restricted to a place. It is not when you are in a place that is called church on a, a so-called Sunday that you worship. You worship God every day because God is God every day. You give him his due, you give him his praise, you give him his adoration, you give him his exaltation, you reverence him. When you wake up in the morning, when the power of praise takes you over, when you open your mouth and you begin to praise God, you open your mouth and you begin to worship him. Oh Lord my God, how excellent is your name, how wonderful is your will, how majestic is your glory. Oh, thou art my king, and I will worship you in spirit and in truth. Arise, O oh my soul, and give the Lord a praise. Worship the Lord in the beauty of his holiness. Exalt the Lord for who he is, for who he has made me to be. I will enter his gates with thanksgiving, and I will enter his courts with praises in my heart. O oh Lord, you are the almighty, the all-glorious king of kings. And you have made this day a day for me to be glad in and for me to rejoice. O ancient of days, how excellent is your will for me. I know that you are good to me because my spirit testifies to your goodness, to your glory, to your might and to your power. And I will praise you in the land of the living. I will declare, O Lord, your goodness as my portion in the land of the living. I will praise you, O Lord, my Savior. I will glorify you for who you are. Oh, this day is a day that the Lord has made. And I will worship him because of who he is. Arise, O my spirit, and worship the Lord. Lord, I give you thanks for this day. 
Give you thanks for my soul. Give you thanks for the blood of Jesus. Give you thanks for the air that I breathe, for the food that I have, for the clothes on my back, for the shoes on my feet, for my mind that is sane. Lord, I thank you for the vision of righteousness, for goodness that you have given to me as my portion. Lord, I thank you for the power of praise and of worship. Lord, I thank you for who you are. Lord, I thank you for the finished work of my salvation. Lord, I thank you for redemption. Thank you for the moon that you've created. Thank you for the sun that you have created. Thank you for your beautiful works of wonders. Lord, I thank you for all creation, great and small. Thank you for the animals in the field, for the flowers, for the beauty. Oh Lord, that I have been able to testify and to see your glorious work, your wonderful work. I give you the praises today for them, oh Lord my God. Oh, what shall I render today, oh Lord? I will give you praise. I will give you honor I will give you thanksgiving I will give you glory and you are doing all of these things in the midst of your challenges how do you think that is possible see the only way that can be possible like our Lord Jesus Christ said is if we worship God in spirit and in truth it is only possible because God himself he is in you you can't worship God outside of God. And a lot of people today, they worship indeed what they know not. They are worshiping people. They are worshiping demons. They are worshiping pastors. They are worshiping prophetess. They are worshiping themselves. They are worshiping everything that is created, but not the creator. Jesus said, God is seeking those who will worship him in spirit and in truth. God is not flesh and blood. God is spirit. And worship is a power. It is a power that you defeat the devil with. In the story of Jehoshaphat, Second Chronicles chapter 20, we see that all the people had to do was worship. All Job had to do was worship. But this power of praise and worship is not something you can just have. You need to come to God with a mindset of relationship. And it can only be through Jesus that you can have it. As long as you are outside of the presence of God, you are just busy entertaining your flesh. And the devil will continue to deceive you with what he calls worship, which is nothing but razzmatazz. Sin brings nothing but shame. Worship brings glory. When you worship God, God inundates you with the things that you cannot even begin to ask for. You know, when you open your mouth and begin to praise God and thank him and exalt him, you know, you don't have to ask. He gives. And that's the secret of worship. And as you're listening to my voice today, you may be thinking that, ah, if I, if I begin to, to, to worship God at church and this and that, you don't need to get to a place that is called church to worship God. If you are a true worshiper, you worship God everywhere. Jesus said the time shall come when you will not have to go to Jerusalem, when you will not have to go to anywhere, but you are a walking worshiper. Worship is in different segments. You praise that worship. You thank God that's worship. You worship God with your character. You worship God 
in your situation, no matter how bad it's looking, you worship God with thanksgiving. You worship God by reaching out to others. You worship God by helping others. You worship God by reverencing his name. You worship God by glorifying God for who he is. You worship God because God is God. When you worship God in spirit and in truth, God will always come through for you. Jesus came to restore us back to worship. And we worship God not in a state of unconsciousness, but in a state of consciousness. God is not a God that has made us to be robots. We're not robots. We're not meant to be repetitive of the same things over and over again. That is not of God. That's of the devil. That is a program that can only knock out your spirit. The only way you can remain a true worshiper is through Jesus Christ. Anything you do outside of Christ is all flesh. And Jesus said in Gospel of John chapter 3, he said, That which is of the flesh is flesh, and that which is of the spirit is spirit. Today, do I have a worshiper out there, a true worshiper of God? No matter what you're going through right now, my word for you today is simple. Arise, begin to worship. And as you worship, you will see the mood, the atmosphere, everything begin to change. Because when you worship God in the midst of what you call problem, problem disappears and you begin to magnify God. And when you magnify God, when you begin to see the awesome glory of God, the flesh is silenced. The situation becomes totally and completely no longer in existence. All you see in existence is God, his glory, his awesomeness, his goodness, his love. His power, His might, His strength. And the very fact that with all that He is, He's working it all out for your good. Righteous worship is a worship that God Himself, He directs because only God knows what He wants. And any worship which is not righteous worship will be rejected by God. Worship is basically evidence of our surrender to God's righteousness. When we surrender to God's righteousness, we are reconciled to his holiness. And in our reconciliation with his Holy Spirit, we worship him in spirit and in truth. And the body of righteousness of God made manifested in person is Christ Jesus. And those that worship God in spirit and in truth, they are a pleasure unto God. And this is why if you're a true worshiper, you will be tried by the world. Because the world is a world full of all sorts of things as Satan have deceived people to believe is worship. A true worshiper of God is always in the presence of God, covered with the glory of the Almighty God. A true worshiper is always someone that is after God's heart. And if that is you, rise up today, give the Lord a praise. I leave you with this word. Worship in spirit, Worship in truth and do so outside of sin and inside of Christ. 
To you, O Lord, King of kings, Lord of lords, be all the glory and all the honor. O Lord, you are the same yesterday, today, and forever. There is none like you, O Lord, my God. You are who you are because you are the I am that I am, the one God who manifested himself in three persons, the Lord of hosts who is the God of the holy archangels, the triune one God who is the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. O Lord, great is the mystery of your godliness. O Lord, I lift up my voice in this day to praise you and to worship you in spirit and in truth, to declare, O Lord, that you are O faithful, wonderful, excellent, marvelous, glorious, amazing, and that you are always holy, holy, holy. Thank you, O Lord, for this moment. Thank you for this hour. Thank you for this day. Thank you for yesterday. Thank you for all the days of my life. Oh, thank you for your blessings. Thank you for your grace. Thank you for your mercy. Thank you, oh Lord, for your provisions. Thank you for your vision. Thank you for your inspiration. To the Lord God Almighty be all the glory and all the honor. In Jesus' mighty name we have worshipped. Amen. We hope you have enjoyed this week's episode of Inspiration Time with Pastor Olabisi, brought to you by Freedom House International Ministries. Pastor Olabisi became founder and senior pastor of Freedom House International Ministries following a Holy Spirit encounter she had back in 2004. She is also CEO of Divine Grace Enterprises Limited, a publishing company dedicated to publishing Christian books, flyer designs, logos and other kingdom glorifying designs and print work. Further to her initial deliverance experience in the early part of the year 2004, Pastor Olabisi had another stunning open vision encounter of heaven and hell in the latter part of year 2004. Her amazing extended vision of heaven and hell now form the contents of her popular book entitled Hell on Earth. The book Hell on Earth is a must read for anyone that is seeking genuine real answers to key life questions and true spiritual insight into the world that we are living in. It is a book filled with gripping end time revelations and deep secrets of the invisible reality of our human world. Hell on Earth and all other thought-provoking books by Pastor Olavisi are available to order from Amazon and also from all other online bookstores. We hope you will stay connected with us at www.fhim.org.uk If you are blessed by this message and would like to partner with us or would like information about how to obtain audio, please call us on 07503 207 772. For counselling appointments and prayer support, please call or text us on 07503 207 772. We look forward to hearing from you and hope you will join us next week for another thought-provoking episode of Inspiration Time with Pastor Olabisi. Thank you.